0: From Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature, Real Stories, Where Humans and Our Habitat Meet. I'm Erin Jones. This time, we'll hear about a man who took his friends home to meet his country. And things didn't go exactly as planned.
1: I had my friend cut off the head. He kept saying he had never done it before.
0: Moyambi grew up on a dairy farm.
1: I grew up in uh, Uganda. And my brother had bought me a bike to bike to school because it was much cheaper in terms of a one-time cost and then I didn't have to use money to, you know, take taxis to school or public transportation. And that's how I started to get into biking.
0: Moyambi went to college in the U.S. After graduation, he went on a long bike trip across America
1: i absolutely think biking is the best way to see a country because because you're not too fast to pass by the most memorable things which is the case when you are in a car but you're also not too slow to get bored of the scenery which is what happens on foot you need to put in energy but if you're in a downhill you can relax if you're in a flat area you can also relax and enjoy the scenery So I think it's the best of of all worlds where you're getting just the right amount of speed and just the right amount of scenery. And that to me is, is what I want when I'm trying to explore a place.
0: All Moyambi's friends were jealous of his Goldilocks way of seeing the U.S. So they petitioned him to plan a group trip across Uganda. Five days bicycling from the Kenyan border to the Rwandan border. But things started going wrong before they even left the States.
1: I guess it depends where you want me to start because I started with a mishap, I should say. I was working hard here in Maryland and I needed to get to the airport. I was trying to avoid using a lot of my days uh, for vacation. So I booked a 7 p.m. flight and I left work at five and there was so much traffic that I pretty much almost missed my flight. In fact, what ended up happening is I gave my bag to someone else because the conveyor belt for taking your luggage had uh, stopped. They were not checking in any more bags, but they could allow me to go to the flight. So another friend of mine that was coming a few days later had to bring that bag with them. So that's how the trip started. It feels great to be home. I mean, the saying goes east to west, there's no place like home, right? I don't know if I got that saying right. I was feeling pretty good. And I am a huge fan of, um, you know, chapatis. It's a type of food. Uh, It's originally Indian, but we put a spin on it in Uganda. I'm a huge fan of that. So whenever I arrive home, my friends in fact pick me up from the airport and they already have chapatis ready for me.
0: What is this chapatis?
1: Yeah, chapati. It's um, I don't know if you've tried the Indian rotis, flat bread. It's very basic, to be honest with you, but uh, it's my favorite food. Uh, it's just uh, wheat flour made into a flat bread and fried, and it's amazing.
0: Dated with chapatis, Muyambi and his friends set off on their bike trip.
1: The first day, <laughs> the first day, to be honest with you, was a little bit of what I expected. We had a bunch of flat tires. Uh, the night before, we had really tried to anticipate any issues. We we had our bikes pumped. We had everybody just take a look at the bikes to make sure they were in shape for the next day. And Just as we began, we started having flat tires right away. And it was really weird because I thought that this would happen. And so I had uh, kind of anticipated it. But that wasn't the end of the mishaps. You know, so I was coming really full speed. This taxi that I've, you know, I'm calling a taxi just came right in front of me and i started braking and i flipped over my bike and hit my head and fortunately we all had helmets on so it it felt fine at that moment but later on as i was in you know starting to travel i i felt really dizzy, and i think that was the first time i felt what it was to have a concussion because My head was not right. I felt like I was going to faint.
0: That was day one. Coming up, day two. So maybe you've heard there's a pandemic happening. And me, my relationship with nature is changing. I feel like I'm noticing things more. For instance, I work from home now, and I put up a little bird feeder next to my window. So while I work, I have the company of songbirds. I never knew so many birds came through Wyoming, even in the winter. I'm about to break down and order a field guide so I know what kinds they are. Y'all, I'm turning into a bird watcher. Something about the company of those birds feels essential in a way it never would have before. What about you? Do you have a new midday walk habit? Maybe instead of drinks, you're meeting up with friends to go paddleboarding. Maybe you left the city for a place with more hiking trails. Maybe it's like me a new quiet relationship with birds. I want to know how the pandemic has changed you and nature. Leave a voicemail at 307-223-4368 and you'd really help us with an episode we're working on about nature and the pandemic. Again, that's 307-223-4368. I can't wait to hear from you. On the second day of the bike trip, Moyambi shook off his concussion.
1: So the next day I just carried on as usual. Um, I did take a break for the first few hours and then I caught up with the team, but it wasn't crazy, I guess. People said they wanted to camp. So I looked up and I was like, okay, this place looks like it has a camping ground. It turned out it was in Masaka, that's the name of the place. And it was way inside off the road like a good amount of biking to go and find this place, very hidden. And we got there when it was really late at night. There was no electricity. Since we got there really late, they didn't have dinner for us. One of my friends was like, Muyambi, what if, what if we get a chicken? You know, I've never slaughtered a chicken. I was like, okay.
0: So, Moyambi found a local who was willing to sell him a live chicken.
1: And then I called our driver and I said, hey, can you get us some chapatis?" I had my friend cut off the head. He kept saying he had never done it before. In the U.S., when he's in the U.S., he's mostly, you know, vegan, vegetarian. But when he travels, he says he's okay eating meat because uh, the experience of seeing what other cultures eat and actually having the opportunity to try it. So, you know, he did it. I taught him how to pluck the chicken. So we plucked the chicken. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Can you? So (laughs) I've never, I've never, (laughs) I've never slaughtered a chicken. Can you like walk me through that? Like, what do you do?
1: Well, you have your chicken in your hands. So hold the feet of the chicken together, right? That's first step. And put it under your, let's say your left foot get the uh, the wings put them together right it has two wings so you you combine the wings also and then you let your your right foot step on the wings so now you have your left foot on the feet of the chicken and your right foot on the combined wings of the chicken right then you hold the head with your let's say your left hand if you're right-handed hold the head and in your right hand, you know, hold your knife. And quickly, quickly, and I emphasize that to him because you want to do it as fast as you can, you know, put the knife next to the neck and cut quickly. In fact, you know, two, one, two seconds, the head should be off, no more than that. Hold the neck of the, of the chicken, you know, to the ground so that it, it bleeds out and wait for it to stop kicking, and then your activity is done. So it was just incredible watching him, you know, struggle through having to cut off the head of the chicken. To this day, he still talks about that experience and he rarely tells me what he wants from me because he knows I'll probably make it happen.
0: And then you pluck it by putting it in hot water.
1: And then there is another hard part about taking out the intestines and all of these things. But, you know, I'm happy to stop there.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, but I want to know, like, what do you do? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so the part of taking out the intestines, the only hard part is it. Um, I actually don't know what, I forget what it's called in English. I think it's, is it the liver or the pancreas? There is a, a particular part in the chicken that is very sour.
0: According to my internet research, he might be talking about the preening gland.
1: So the only thing about taking out the intestines of the chicken that you have to remember is not to bust that pancreas let's just call it the pancreas i hope i'm right um it's not to bust it because if you do then the whole chicken is done you're (laughs) you're not going to eat that chicken so most people if you've done it a long time you know exactly where it's located and you absolutely avoid uh, busting it when it's in the chicken
0: so did your friend successfully do that
1: no, no, no. I took over. I, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was too traumatized after cutting off the head. And uh, I took over from there. Made the fire also. Got some spices. Boiled the chicken. And then with the chapatis my friend had brought. Uh, you know, we had an awesome dinner.
0: The rest of the trip was without incident. It ended near the farm where Moyambi grew up.
1: The magical of bikes for me, transportation is so difficult in some of the locations in Uganda that you find if a mother has a child and lives far away from a hospital, she has to decide between taking that kid on foot to the hospital and get there too late, or she has to decide should she figure out how to pay someone else with a faster means of transportation to get the kid to the hospital, but then she won't have enough money to pay for the medicine for the child. So for me, the bike takes out those questions. It says, I'm empowering someone who needs to get their child to the hospital with an instrument to get. Their child to the hospital.
0: Our storyteller was Moyambi. He's the founder of a nonprofit called Cycle Connect, which provides bicycles to Ugandan farmers so they can get their goods to market. And Moyambi's just come out with a children's book called The Magical Wooden Bicycle, about a rural Ugandan boy who dreams of having a yellow bike. You can find out more about the book, Moyambi, and Cycle Connect when you follow us on social media at Human Nature Pod. I'm Aaron Jones. This episode was produced by me. Anna Rader is our digital producer. Our executive producer is Micah Schweitzer. Our theme song is by Caught a Ghost. Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media. It's human nature.